Good morning. I love the way our God seems to place things in our path so to assist us on our way through this life. Sometimes these things are very small reminders of God's goodness. Sometimes these are stark reminders that we must trust God. Others are vivid lessons that life is not fair, but there is grace and peace in every condition. Today's lessons for me are one of the small reminder sort, and each applies to stewardship and our path and my family toward accepting that grace from God. Like many of you, my family lives into our stewardship of God's given time, talents, and treasure in various ways. I'll give you a few examples as well as our rationale for giving. Why do we give? Why is my family committed to giving to our church and to the furtherance of the kingdom of God? Right here in this beautiful psalm sung are some of my favorite passages that answer that question perfectly. Sing to the Lord a new song. Ascribe to the Lord, you families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord the honor due his name. Bring offerings and come into his courts. What lovely verses this song sings. We are to praise God with everything we have, everything we own, everything we do. In every movement we make, we are to offer praise to the Lord. When we bring our monetary offerings to the altar, we sing another song which bears on why we give. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. We're not giving of riches we created, rather giving back a small portion of those gifts freely given to us by our God. The gospel lesson also reminds us of Jesus' response to the trap question posed by the Pharisees. Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. We also give because there is pain and suffering in our world, in the present world right here in Laurel, Mississippi, in our state and country, and for our poorer brothers and sisters throughout the world. Some of the gifts we return to our church make their way through to the folks the Wizard of Oz lovingly termed good deed doers. God is at work in all these places, here, there, and in all corners of this wonderful earth home. What do we give? How does my family live out our giving? In today's society, as for me particularly, we no longer create for the most part. I have no eggs to give, no livestock to hand over. I don't make furniture or other items that are worthy of barter. I do get paid for skills developed in a lifelong education and job situation. Again, all gifts from God to me. From that monetary wealth we give to our church and other organizations. The manner we have chosen is the set it and forget it methodology. Every paycheck I receive, a portion is diverted partially to our charity checking account, my favorite. 
Over time, the balance in this account reaches a critical mass and we pay it out. This method allows us to fund our pledge and other items and never have to worry about coming up with cash when it's time to make a pledge payment. It requires a little pl planning at the beginning of the year and then we just simply let it happen. If we happen to receive some windfall, we can make an additional charitable donation relative to that. Becky and I have successfully used this technique for about 30 years, and it does work. Another and probably more meaningful branch of our stewardship is our time. Paul today in his letter to the Thessalonians issued the ultimate declaration for our daily lives, saying, You became imitators of us and of the Lord. That's the goal, right? That is very much the goal. To be an imitator of Jesus in what we do and how we treat our brothers and sisters is the goal for sure. I want to tell you a little more about my wife's ministry than mine because she runs circles around what I do with her activities. She's constantly washing and ironing the linens we use here at the altar for communion. She's so diligent and reverent with these tiny pieces of cloth she not only knows the names for the various ones, but also the usage of each linen. She has further researched and makes sure to iron and fold them perfectly. Our trips back and forth to the sacristy here are regular and quite fun, sometimes with Gabby. And I've come to even learn a few of the names of the linens. Becky serves this altar as a chalice bearer. And I have to tell you, that is a true undertaking for her because she's very nervous that her service is perfect. Perhaps her favorite endeavor is taking communion to elder and shut-in members of our church family. I've gone along with her a few times, and she is truly a servant of Christ as she administers sacraments and spends time chatting and becoming a good friend to these wonderful souls. On top of that, she spent some time well outside of her comfort zone, joining the Honduras Medical Mission Team to Honduras several times, spending countless hours in the pharmacy, taking care afterwards to hug and hold some of these beautiful children. Becky joins me every time I do work for, in preparation for the mission. She probably actually spends more time, more hours than I do getting ready for our mission trip. As a member of the Daughters of the King, Becky prays daily for a long list of prayer needs. She's likely prayed for you. At Christmas time, Becky spearheads our parish response to the poor in Laurel through our needy family Christmas tree, many times hauling truckloads of donated presents for delivery. She is an imitator of Jesus Christ. I am blessed to be in her company. But after saying all this, I'm still reminded that her gifts are still gifts given and always returns of those gifts that she has received from God. All things come of thee, O Lord. I'd like to close with something that a great friend once told me. Larry Mays was our parish priest in a little, small, struggling church in Jackson. He was a smallish guy, but he had the largest smile I've ever seen. Larry was always happy to see you, always giving you his best to strengthen you along your way. Larry went on from 
our little church in Jackson to become the bishop of the Diocese of Arkansas. And he worked very hard in that position to make sure that everyone had an opportunity to be welcomed and loved. Perhaps one of the best things I ever heard Larry describe was the notion of happy giving. He described those who give because it is the best thing that they can do. They give because they want to give. They give because they are pleased to give. They give because they want to see others enjoy what they enjoy. They give because they are blessed and they recognize that blessings are meant to be shared and not hoarded. They give because it makes them happy.